It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. John, what's going on, man? Hey, it's been a uh, it's been a fun weekend in football after uh, the weekend prior where nothing went right. Um, <laughs> everything went right. Yeah, it was, The other teams uh, only scored 14, to- 14 points total. Yeah, it was a it was a much better week. Uh, it felt this week than than last one, that for sure. Right. So, yeah, I mean, be... I wish it would have been Ohio State instead of New Mexico State, but you know, we can all wish. <laughs> uh well, thank you again for joining us, everybody. Um, we, we're we're glad to have you with us again. I remind you that you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. I say it at the beginning, it makes it nice and easy. And Aaron, I know you're on Twitter. Tell people where they can find you. John, you can find me at Cheddar Talk, at Cheddar Talk. And uh, I, I don't do a whole lot of prep, and I just did some prep here in the last five seconds. It dawned on me that Jerry Kill lost to, um, and New Mexico State lost to Wisconsin and Minnesota by a combined total of 104 to 7. <laughs> All right. Sh- shame, on, shame on Leonard for giving up one touchdown. Jeez. All right. Uh, well, with that, we don't have a whole lot else here to, to, I guess, to kind of vamp over. So let's get right into everything. We'll start off with the segment of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. Okay, the main event here, as as per usual, again, is is uh, Packers. So and that's got, why I didn't uh, want to vamp, John, because I want to rape, get to the part where we talk about the Bears losing to the Packers again. The the thing is right now, and, and we've said this, I, I generally have a high regard for Bears fans. I hate their yeah. team like crazy uh, more yes. than anything else, more than any other sports team at all, I would say. Where we where one thing we differ on because I do right. hate the Vikings more. However, yeah, I, I hate the Bears yeah. more than, than the Cubs or the Cardinals or the Vikings right. or the Canadians because I'm a Bruins fan more than the, the Gophers, all that stuff. Yep. So yeah, no, no bears are number one in my book uh, and everything. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, just Twitter right now with the bears is like, you guys need to, you need to stop being Vikings fans. And yeah, and that's that, what they're turning into. Weird. They really are. There's, there's this one that keeps going around. It's this image of like, we've circled this thing. And like, see, it's obviously a touchdown. First off, what they've circled doesn't even show a football. I was no, like, it's what his wristband. You, I was like, what have you circled there? I don't know. I can't tell. I don't see a football, though. And we're like, what do you think you have there? So I made some and just started circling random things on other pictures from within the game and like pointing arrows at them and stuff. I'm like, look, I'm just circling random things on a football field. And isn't this obvious? And you're like, this is dumb. It's dumb. Well, what are they doing? Well, that's. Th- John, that was mine. Your exchange on Twitter this morning. I caught a guy in a, yeah. a dumb tweet last night. It was night. really like, bad. Uh, yeah, he, like uh, getting a call overturned at Lambeau Field is like me getting a date with uh, or hooking up with Jennifer Lopez. It's not going to happen. And I and like within 30 seconds, I saw it. I went, but wait, they overturned that one play where Justin Fields 
Got didn't have down. a first down, and then they called it a first down, which was the right call. There's like, no way to have called that a touchdown. No, Nobody at all I, sees the ball cross the line at any point. Nobody well, sees and not it. only that, not only that, like if if you want to get the benefit of the doubt, how about you do a Tom Brady and take a snap and try and reach over the center and go at that route instead of, you know, shotgunning it from the one inch line. Like it was it was the Packers. It was the Packers offense. They stole that from us. They're like, hey, what's the, yeah. the, the weakest way to try to run a dive? Okay, let's do it this way. And then well, they did it with their quarterback like, though. And it's just it's just like the it's just like the Packers defense last week against Justin Jefferson. Oh, we're not going to run man to man because that's what they're expecting. And then <laughs> uh, got burned. And now Philadelphia this week is killing Vikings by running man to man. It's like the Raiders this week after week one going, oh, well, we we threw the ball to Devontae Adams 17 times. That's what they're going to expect. So we're going to go to Hunter Renfro now. And then they lost. <laughs> and so and then this week, you know, it's like, hey. We got Justin Justin Fields, who's a hyper athletic, super strong, absolutely great runner. Not huh. real good thrower. Good runner. Hey, yeah. let's put him five yards back and give the Packers defense time to react to where he's going to run to. Yeah, it was. I, it wasn't good. Yeah. And, and and the other part is that I think it was um uh, da, 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 uh safety um where are safeties, John? Well, well, uh, Savage and Amos. Savage, Savage popped him like as he was starting to get that lean to go to the uh, to the end zone. Savage yeah. got his shoulder right in there and pushed him straight back on top of it. Yeah, Savage so, has been a little invisible though, so far this year, but one or hmm. two plays there that worked out all right. Uh, yeah. I mean, on that play in particular, like as soon as it looked like Fields was going to get any kind of lean forward, Savage got his shoulder right in there and shoved him about three yards straight back. So if there was any chance of him getting that call, that was it right there. And not only that, he didn't fall down to where you could like kind of see where the ball was on the ground after the pile cleared either. Like, no, he stayed stood up because he ran into that pile up and down. Yeah, it's. It, it like the moment I saw this line up, I was like, "Oh my goodness, the Bears are doing us a favor. They're going to run our stupid play right at us." And we right. would, we would have handed it off. We would not have run Aaron Rodgers right up the middle, but still mm-hmm. lining up 5 yards back, having to wait for the snap to travel that distance while the defense is already coming at you, and then trying to run an extra 4 yards to gain a half yard is just it is so just you know, chef's kiss stupidity. It's like, mwah, wonderful, beautiful, terribly yeah. done play. <laughs> Most beautifully, terribly done thing. I mean, I even, I even thought when they lined up, I'm like, ah, dang, they're actually going to throw a pass. They might get in now, you know, like <laughs> something no, like that. I, I figured they you know, were running. When they, I, when they lined up first in the shotgun, it was like, oh, shoot, they're going to. At first, it was like, oh, good, they're not going to sneak. Oh, shoot, they might pass. And all of our guys are up on the line. Oh, God, this never works out for the Packers. And then, oh, you're going to slowly run it at the left-hand side of the defense. Okay, got it. <laughs> yes. And up, up and down, too. Not like not like a, a madman savage trying to bust through the line. No, I'm just going to laissez-faire this thing yeah. kind of off tackle and then just get stood up and pushed back, you know, so. Yeah, no, it was, it was not good. But that was fun. But the best well, part and is, and that was that was that was the second time Savage Savage almost got him one time earlier too, and that was a play where uh, he almost scored the touchdown was down at the two or three yard line, and Quay Walker made up a whole lot of ground in a hurry because Quay Walker is the real deal. But Savage also caught him right at the goal line, reaching for the pylon, and Savage almost punched it out of his hand. 
Yeah, that was that was another good one that really Actually, did help. Did punch it out of his hand, but it was already down. It was already down. So, yeah, yeah, and that's just the um, the the best part about the whole thing. That whole scenario there is was none of that, that really lost? mattered yes. because the Bears lost by three scores. Yes, and and that's with the Packers having two just basically inexplicable fumbles, uh, just just terrible plays where it seems clear. Either Rodgers or or um, Dylan went the wrong direction to start that one run, and there was a terrible handoff. Uh, Dylan has the wrong arm up for a handoff from that side, mm-hmm. uh, so he's clearly expecting Rodgers to be on the complete other side of him, and right. it didn't work out. And Rodgers actually said that was on him, so mm-hmm. I don't know how that worked. But Rodgers, Rodgers, yeah. for anyone who wants to bash on his ego, go listen to his uh, post game presser yesterday. He was pretty critical of himself. He yeah. was very critical of himself. He actually threw no other players under the bus, which, I mean, Today. I guess that's easy to do after you beat the Bears and you've won easily. But, like, he was hypercritical of himself more he, than He did say else. that the um, the one weird play where Myers snaps it and hits uh, Watson, who's in motion, who is right. giving a fake like he's about to get the ball, but he was not expecting that ball to be snapped in, and the ball apparently should not have been snapped at that point. Right. Uh, those two plays lead to turnovers on drives that were sustained drives at that point. Uh, just right. weird plays. Bears get the advantage. Oh, they came. Ba- those, they came yeah. back from that weird snap too, because I think that was the second and twenty-eight that they came back. Yeah, right? and it's just oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. we did recover that one. The other one we turned over, but yeah, it's just Bears get the benefit of those kind of weird, strange plays. I do have to ask you though. Somebody, I did see this, and you're more of a rules expert than I am. Okay. I I don't like rules. You know that. Yeah. Somebody brought up the fact that you can't fake a snap like that though either, like what Watson was doing, like fake, like making a motion like you're going to receive a snap. Is that actually a rule or not? Or is that because nobody else had responded to that? Someone I'm, said that's an NFL rule that you cannot fake a snap to a person who's not going to get the snap. He's okay. So you can't like the quarterback with the flinch thing is not supposed mm-hmm. to be allowed. You can't simulate the snap yeah. coming that is happening. Can't simulate a snap, yeah. But I mean, obviously, there's a lot of leeway on that. Like having your hands up and then like kind of you know shaking your shoulders and stuff is definitely always been allowed. Uh, it's, it's technically against well, the rules, well, because, but it's allowed because because anything usually like that is after the snap, like any kind of counter player play action, like the the running back is faking like they're going to get the ball. They have one arm up and the other arm down. Yeah, he just like acts gonna... like he's about to get a, a handoff. I mean, he didn't. But, that, he didn't... but it's pre it's pre snap though. It's not post snap like a counter or a uh, play action would be. You yeah, know what I'm but the thing so is, it's, it's like, kind of a little bit weird. Like the ball hasn't been snapped yet. So if he's just like, putting his hands like he's getting ready for the snap to come back and to get the, and to you know get a handoff, but he's that, in motion. That's a little bit different too. But he's not like, faking the way he has his hands. He's not faking because he's not calling the snap count even. He's none of that. He's just coming straight across. He just puts his hands up, and I mean that doesn't tell you if it's imminent or a fake. I, it, I don't think I, it really it, would count. Not that, not that it matters a whole bit yeah. whatsoever because they end up losing twelve yards on the play, but like <laughs> that, I mean, it is an interesting argument. Like I, I I saw that I saw something about that on Twitter or the Facey Times or whatever, and I, I thought at first I'm like that's stupid. No, he didn't. And I was like, and then I just did the debate I did with you. I was like, yeah. oh, but it's pre-snap. It's a little different. I, I don't know. Either way, that Watson kid has to get the curse off of him. Whatever he's got going, because. <laughs> He's got 
that drop and that play now are the two biggest things he's got. Like he got a couple other like shovel passes, like which I'm glad they're doing that. The little one yard. I mean, Aaron Rod, Aaron Jones' second touchdown was considered a a, a touchdown pass, pass because yeah. of the little shovel move. Like, yeah, I mean, get Watson some of that stuff too. But God, Watson, man, talk about a curse yeah, let him run. Curse start to your career, man. Eh. Yeah, like. It's it's one drop and then a weird play that wasn't his fault. So yeah, right. I guess it's weird was, stuff around wasn't his him. Fault. Though, yeah. Like I don't know who. Maybe they put it on Myers to keep it off him because Myers can take it because he's a vet and he's a center and he doesn't care. You well, know, it would be like, a terrible idea to snap it as the guy's in motion right behind you. No, I'm I'm yeah. just saying like you know like it seems like that's probably the right place call. to blame wherever because that poor kid's going to have some mental issues if we don't you know. Well, but and, otherwise, but other people have also brought up too. Like, do does anybody remember when Devonte Adams was a rookie? Like, this was a lot of the same cr- crap that he took. Well, his second year, he took a lot, yeah, especially yeah, not his rookie year so much because he didn't see the field that much, but his second year a lot. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, so I I, I think Watson. Sorry, Will, I'm I'm. I, going down okay. to I, th- I think i think watson will be fine as a yeah. matter of fact he's such a athletic freak i don't think you're gonna be able to keep that guy off the field so but uh but yeah i know there's just some weird stuff like that in those weird plays but uh i, I mean yeah yeah sorry back to what you were saying also yeah i guess the big thing is like the bears had one good drive to open up everything their their opening drive was very good uh, everything seemed to be oh, clicking, yeah. and then they did nothing I, from there. On. I, I had, didn't. I didn't notice that on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There were basically the Bears had two drives that were worth anything, and one of them was a fourth down that they got no points on. So I was like, okay, yeah. that's fine. Other than that, the Bears did not move the ball particularly well, um, and and the Packers defense was was kind of there. Quay Walker, like you said, was doing well getting to the ball. I would like to see him get up field and fill the hole a little faster. He's getting to the area but not moving up field. He's tackling about a yard behind beyond the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And I think he's fast enough to fill that. I think maybe he's just waiting to trust his reads a little bit more in the he's, defense. He's in his second game as a rookie. Yeah. Yeah, no, um he uh, he said as much during the post game presser too, um or yeah. locker room talk was that he did stop fields from getting into the end zone on that uh on that play that was just short of the end zone but he even said he he was he was a little bit embarrassed that he fell for the shimmy because if because <laughs> when because when fields was coming up to run he gave just like a little juke and quay stopped for a second and that's why he had to chase him down to the sidelines if he would have just kept going he would just buried fields for a three-yard loss yeah. the best so, thing the bears I had mean, going but the dudes in his dudes in his has second only game, yeah. has yeah he's got 96 minutes under his belt and he got hurt during the vikings game so he was out for a good chunk of the second half 120 minutes 96 minutes would be an nba basketball game sorry (laughs) 15 minute quarter sorry we're not there yet yeah yeah our 120 minutes under his belt but anyways yeah yeah Uh, the best thing the bears had going for him was uh, david montgomery actually looked like he could play football he's i don't think he's that great at running back i really don't packers i don't know were terrible (laughs) at tackling the other day they were just terrible at it yeah, they were, but I mean, I I think he's got he's got. If he was on a good team, he'd be great. I don't know that that's true. I, like if he had a good offensive line, like he's got he's got flashes of brilliance. I mean, if he was on the Packers, he'd probably be just fine. Well, he played know, or, last week against the Forty ers He had seventeen rushes for twenty six yards. I don't he's know. kind he, of a guy. That, he's, that he's, game, that game in Chicago, you, you can't. 
you, he's, it, you, you take that tape and you throw it out the window because that doesn't mean anything. If they got no. seven inches of rain in six hours in downtown Chicago, like yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't use that tape for anything. I mean, Montgomery, he's, he's, yeah, I, he's I, a guy. I think he's a little bit better. He, he, he's a guy on that team. He's just a guy. And they're wasting his prime, basically. But his prime is done. His prime was at Iowa State. Uh, I mean, like he's. His his career is 889 yards. He did get to 1,000 as in his second season, the Bears have been terrible, and then 849 the next year. So those are that's his career. The only thing the Bears ever point to to try to say that he's great is like, well, he does very well after contact. You're like, okay, um, yeah, because he's getting hit three yards in the backfield every time he gets a handoff. Yeah, and some of that's because his vision's <laughs> not that great. Uh, the only thing they can say is he falls forward. You're like, okay, great. Um, when Aaron Jones just jukes that guy at the line and they don't call it contact because you never touched him, he doesn't get rewarded for any of that. When yeah. when uh, when Montgomery just kind of runs headlong into his own lineman and then falls forward for two yards, they're like two yards after contact. You're like, well, okay. He's yeah. I, there's nothing about him that I think is particular. He's not particularly fast or shifty. His vision isn't that great. He's kind of a, a slightly above average running back, and that's about all he's been. For his career at this point, it's just I, I I equate him to any good player that's on a really bad team. Like if it, different situation, different scenario. Yeah, I don't think he's terrible. Better. He's better than his numbers. Like, like you but... said, you said his vision's bad. But you know what? When he's yeah. got when he's staring down two defensive tackles coming through the line at him as he's getting the ball, what kind of vision do you have? You know, after a while, you're just going to drop your shoulders and start burrowing forward because that's yeah. all you've got. You know, so I I thought yeah. he, there those couples ones where he broke through the line he looked good it's like i said if he yeah. was on kansas city if he was on the chargers well, he wasn't he was... playing a packers team that didn't want to tackle anybody yesterday like they were bad that, at that tackling did. no like that was the biggest part i take from that is like the packers should have tackled him better because they just didn't like he ran into a mess of people mm-hmm. and none of them bothered to hit him there were there were giant chunks where we also uh some of his best runs were um they took uh kenny clark out of the game for entire drives because they seemed convinced it was going to be pass only once they got up heavy. And once they got up, once the, you know, like the bears were down, then they really started running more because they don't trust Justin Fields. They don't, that team no, does no. not trust him as a quarterback. No. So when they got especially, down, they started especially, running. When you throw, especially when you throw three yards past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And this is the thing. It's like he was Montgomery got most of his big plays when the Packers were playing, to stop the pass because we figured like a normal NFL team, they would pass when down by three scores. And they said, here's where we got to run. It's the only thing we can do. So, but then then of course, then of course there's Chris Collinsworth. Hey, so the Chicago bears, you know, Montgomery is so good. He then said, Hey, what is second and long? We're going to run for a first down. I mean, no other team does that. And it's like, shut up, Chris. God, I can't stand him. So bad. Is that a good Chris Collinsworth impersonation? That was pretty good, I think. I, that, that was, was off the cuff. Like was I decent. I've never worked on that before. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. As I was doing it, I was like, hey, this in the back of my head, I'm like, hey, this actually kind of sounds like that jackass. When I was doing this. I was like, man, I am killing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Packers, here's, though. Here's a guy I know that I, we talked to him when we were here this week, and I know that he works out with Devontae Adams for – 14 hours a day out on the West Coast, and he, you know, I know he's from a small school and he doesn't have a lot of stats yet, but he might be the best wide receiver in the NFL, even though he's a running back. 
Yep. You know, he says that so wasn't many so weird good, things. But that's that's something he would say, you know. So sounds like it. Then the Packers but next week are gonna have to like, go it, up against you know, the Buccaneers. Choir, it's yeah. like he, he goes up and then he stays up. He doesn't go up and down like yeah. Draco. Like he doesn't go up and down and up and down like how you do a normal person yeah, talks. Normal human being. Here's how we go, and we're gonna keep the boat. We're gonna keep the engine at high all the whole way <laughs> through the sense, and at the end we're gonna die. All right. Like I was saying though, Packers will go play Tampa uh in tampa next week so that'll be uh packers are not favored and uh this will be a rough one we will have to see what happens with mike evans this week too because say, you better watch that line because with he god left, went out and then evans being a jackass and fighting Lattimore, i he ran out there that, and hit a guy that, who mike, was not mike talking evans to should him. Have, mike evans everyone's like oh they were just fighting mike evans should have been suspended for like four games for that because it, it's at this point he had left meditated yeah, it's premeditated. Left. Everyone knows that that's going to happen. Like it's like, oh, here's Mike Evans and Lattimore again. It's like, and most of the time, it's Evans being the jerk. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing is, like Evans had left the field. Mm-hmm. Like he had left the field and came running back out. Why? And he's, you see the one play where they they got the video of him sitting there. He's like, that's Tom Brady. What do you expect me to do? Or what do you want me to do? And you're like, don't run out into the field to hit a guy who no one is touching. Like. Mm-hmm. Nobody touched Tom Brady. It's not like Tom Brady got punched for no reason. I got to go defend him. They're like Tom Brady said some stuff to Lattimore after having thrown a bad pass out of bounds, came out and started talking trash to Lattimore. Lattimore mm-hmm. turned around and spoke back because you just dissed a cornerback to his face. Yeah, he's going to say something back. And then somebody hits Lattimore. Lattimore shoves that guy back. And by then, Evans has run from being off the field back onto the field to knock him on his butt. Yeah, that was right. ridiculous. It was dumb. And like Tom Brady picked a fight and nobody will right. hold him accountable. Well, yeah, and also right. the coaches yeah. did too, because Arians is over there yelling stuff at him beforehand. Mm-hmm. So so it Amateur goes back hour. to just go look at the the original I think it was the original fight back in twenty twenty when Jameis Winston, now quarterback of the Saints, was quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he reached up and smacked Lattimore on the back of the head and like grabbed the back of his shoulder pads and Lattimore turned around, slapped his hand away and said, what the hell are you doing? Like, stop touching me. And Evans came over and blindside tackled him. Yeah. And then Evans proceeded to get just absolutely destroyed by whoever number 21 on the saints was at the time. Cause that dude came in at a hundred miles an hour and cleaned out Evans. But anyways, uh, like how stupid can you be? You know that they're looking at you at this point. It's like an MLB. Like once you've one team's beamed another player, that's, that's basically what it is. Like Evans, you're gonna get in trouble. Like, mm-hmm. and if you can't control yourself, then you don't deserve it. And honestly, uh, I, I mean, I know the Packers aren't favored next week, but it's close. I, 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 Tampa Bay is a ticking time bomb, man. In between Tom Brady and his off off season stuff, and the the, I mean, they shouldn't have won yesterday. No. Um, and the one Saints, thing that gets me though is I think. The, the thing that's hardest for me and why I don't think that they necessarily have a chance at winning this is uh, I don't think Joe Barry is going to do the things you have to do against Tom Brady. I think he's going to sit back in zone and let Tom Brady destroy him. And I, that's right. what you can't do. You have to attack Tom Brady constantly. And I don't think he will. I just don't think he will. I don't think it's what he wants to do. So he won't. No, because uh, yeah. yeah, because Barry will do the opposite of what the right thing is to, try and prove everybody that they're wrong and then he'll be wrong so yeah yeah so that's my biggest problem is i don't think that this defense uh, i mean can, as can, they're going to be can, utilized can we, get the, can we get the ghost of kevin green back <laughs> yeah. i'm dead serious like 
let I, him call yeah. plays something I just I mean I yeah. mean I know Don Capers was a defense coordinator but everyone knows that it was Kevin Green yeah that that had that defense the way it was he was the heart behind that defense like I, I don't know like it's just it's just like a, a ever ever long lasting conveyor belt of just crappy coordinators that rise to this level for whatever reason and none of them have ever really done anything and i mean i don't know it's just yeah we we talked about this last week after the, it was like well we need to do the opposite of what should be done because that's <laughs> what they're going to expect oh they did what we expected them to do yeah but we didn't do that part yeah, oh, like oh, it, not bothering you playing. I don't understand. I don't understand why the game plan didn't work. And uh, yeah, it, you know, halfway through, and then Lafleur is out there with his cute little beard, trying to explain away the fact that the person he hired to be <laughs> defensive coordinator beard. is too stupid to stop doing the thing he did. Like, I, I really wish at, at some point Lafleur just walked down the sideline and slapped him across the face and go, "Stop doing that!" Spray him with some water in the face and go. <laughs> this is a spray his, bottle. Rub his, <laughs> and then rub, and then rub his face in the dirt and go, "Look what you did! Look what you did!" I bad, need you to think bad, about what you bad, did. Bad. This was yeah. naughty. You are, naughty. You bad are dog. Bad boy. <laughs> Where's yeah, Fred Shermer? Yeah. yeah, no, let's get the ghost of Fritz Schirmer back. Let's do that instead. He was good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all, um, the, all the good coaches are dead. Damn. Oh, jeez. But anyhow, I think that's my biggest fear going forward against this, this group. And uh, they've got good corners. they got good safeties. So it'll be interesting that way, seeing what they do to attack this defense. But I think the biggest fear I have here is this, that we're going to sit in a weird shell and just wait to try to find some way to attack Tom Brady that just doesn't actually make sense. I, don't know. I just think we're going to hang back a lot. And my, my, second biggest, my second biggest fear is that Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he has resorted to a lot here recently in his later stage of his career is that once they're down 10 nothing, just start infighting on the sidelines and being a petulant child, and then it just all goes downhill. Yeah, that. and then you know Rogers will actually get blamed for it, and still they'll call him out for doing that. The you know Brady right. being the other side throwing tablets at people and cursing out every single player, and they're like, right. man, right, fiery. And, and, and you know I'm all about trashing Brady too for that stuff, and uh, uh, Peyton Manning back in the day as well. It's like it's, it's not a fair comparison, but at the same time, Aaron Rodgers is really good about like once he's down, like especially in the last couple of years, like it just count it, count it out. He ain't coming back. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Unless it's, unless it's a fourth quarter comeback in a close game. No, I think they both should and, get called out on it. Basically. Personally, I, they should, but I mean like, but Rogers like, if it's a, if it's a close game and it's a fourth quarter comeback after a hard fought game, yeah, he'll still be in the game. But if they're out 10 to nothing and nothing is going right, and Romeo Dobbs drops an open pass, he'll start sulking on the sidelines and then it goes downhill from there. And then he just starts forcing the ball to Cobb because that's the only person he trusts. So, because Blue Earth told him so. <laughs> but anyways, so that, I mean, that's my biggest fear. You're, you're spot on with that too, like Joe Barry messing it up. And then once it's they're down 10. But on the opposite hand, if they come out and like there's a, a, a pick six to start against Tom Brady for some reason because Jair Alexander's allowed to do what he can do. How about oh say we didn't even talk about that? How about that closing speed on that interception at the end by Jair Alexander? Jair's so good. You let him play man and let him do it. It was he so good. Covered, right? 
half the field laterally in a second and a half. Yeah. My God, that yeah. was he. He had that thing red when when Fields turned his shoulders, yeah. and so yeah. good. Yeah, he but, hung back just to to bait him into it. It was it was amazing. Right. So, yeah. I mean, if the, if something happens where they're up like ten nothing, well, then the route might be on. It's it's the weirdest thing with the Aaron Rodgers Packers. It's it's it, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like there's. Yeah, we will. I'll, I'll still I'll still bet on them, John. I'll still make money off them. Don't <laughs> worry about it, even if it is only $2.30. My, right now it looks like the spread is something like point in like a negative 2 for the Buccaneers. So the Packers getting 2 points, I mm-hmm. would probably pick the Buccaneers to win by 3 or more. Mm-hmm. That's that's my feeling on this game at least. But um right. you got anything on that then? No, I really don't, especially after watching to a tongue to uh uh just do what he did yesterday to finish a game and joe flacco coming in to finish a game yesterday <laughs> uh, i'm like how how do you bet i don't know how you bet like i don't know <laughs> man that might the end of that miami baltimore game that was and the arizona game mm-hmm. talk about two insane endings like yeah i, I yeah no I, I i don't know why we bet but here we go <laughs> all right well if we're looking ahead at well looking to the next segment here we also have a, another game where we have a wisconsin football team beating up on a much lesser team and then looking forward to a much better team and um, a, a game we're not gonna bet on yeah, yeah yeah uh badgers were they actually even covered which that's the thing where I wasn't going to bet on this team because I had no idea if they'd actually cover. Well, after Washington State, it's like, how do you? Well, the one it? thing I'll give them this is it really seemed like they decided they were actually going to commit a little bit more to the pass. Uh, they right. weren't going to force uh, force feed the running game. I mean, they they ran. They still ran. They had two, over 200 yards of rushing. But, you know, they had pulled Braylon Allen out early because he had three touchdowns in the first half. There's nothing mm-hmm. else for him to do. That game was over. Uh, Mertz only played like he was out before the third quarter was done. He was out of the game, so that was, and he had 250. Was it 251? He had 250 yards passing. Um, yeah, 251 actually. Uh, 12 of 15, 251 yards passing, three touchdowns, the one pick which was. A tip ball at the line. Otherwise, that was going to be a touchdown, it looked like. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he got tipped and redirected a little bit at the line. That that was the one pick. Uh, but he looks very confident. And, again, New Mexico State's not an elite team. They're, they're barely not FCS. Like, they would not be the best team in FCS if they went down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, they, yes. They lost, they lost 38 to nothing to Minnesota, who took their foot off the gas in – well, yeah, and the, the Badgers yeah. took their foot off the gas on this one. They had their second and third string quarterbacks play out the third quarter and the fourth quarter, the entirety of the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. So, yeah, right. I mean, these are two teams that took their foot off the gas, and, yeah, they just – that team is not great. Pavia is not a good quarterback. I thought they'd start the freshman because the freshman, uh, Frakes, had looked mm-hmm. better in prior games, and he's gotten in a bunch because they've been getting just stomped the last couple of weeks. Uh, they're they're one of the worst teams in 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 football right now. But yeah, no, Garendo gets seventy four yards, Malusi gets seventy one and eighty six for Allen. Um, all of them averaging over five yards a carry. 
Uh, all th- three of the running backs getting at least one touchdown in 70 yards. So I, I really think, I really think it's, this is a Jerry kill. Let's make as much money as we can to her because before they played Minnesota too, what was it like? A fi- Cause they played them on a Thursday. They played, night. They played them Nevada on a, a to start five, off a five day break or something like that. Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. Let's, let's tour all the big schools and make as much money as we can going playing them, I guess. So. This is a weird thing because normally his, Jerry Kill's thing, is, it's his first year, so he didn't get to pick this schedule. This was somebody right. else's schedule set you know, two, three years ago. Uh, he likes picking uh, just nobodies for a couple of years so he can start getting to bowls and start helping out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that wasn't going to be this year. This, team's, this team may not win again. Uh, they're not good right now. No. No. Um, I learned about well, that. Well, I mean, there's the New Mexico Bowl. I mean, they might make their own bowl. No, New Mexico will go to that one. That team looked better than this team. But, yeah. Oh, but that's right. Sorry. I was more excited in this game that the, the Badgers seemed to commit more to the passing game. Like I said, Skylar Bell looked good. Uh, Cundiff continues to look good. DK. Um, we didn't see much from... Uh, uh, from Marcus Allen, who I would like to see more of him. But Skylar Bell looked really good. Had 108 yards on four catches, two touchdowns, his first two touchdowns. Um, yeah, the and uh, Rucci, Hayden Rucci looks good, too, as the, the number two tight end. So it looks like we have some depth there again. And, uh, yeah, feel pretty good about that. It, it, it helps the offensive line to be able to every now and then say, like, well, we're going to be running, but we can do it out of a more open set rather than having to close everything off, let everybody know we're running to the right, and just kind of you know, make it harder on ourselves by becoming less uh, confusing. Let's, let's be more you know, more balanced in our play calling because it will open up the run more as we go too. So I thought that was good. This you got to beat a team like this this badly. I mean, it's just it's important to do that, and I think that they they really did. So that was good. I like seeing Miles Burkett. Burkett's going to be fun to watch the next couple of years. He's a true freshman uh, out of Franklin. Uh, look, just he rolled through Wisconsin high school football last year in the way that uh, in, in the way that uh, Allen did uh, just a little bit before that coming out of Fond du Lac. So yeah. I was excited watching some of that, getting a chance to see him. He looked confident back there as well. So, yeah, I'm excited about this one. And they're not going to win next week because they're going to go play Ohio State now. Uh, Ohio State's only favored by 18, playing in Columbus. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe the defense can hold them to something there. They, they, They are not as explosive in the receiving room as they were last year. But they're still really really good uh, they're still more talented than the badgers that just that's just true um right. you could maybe but, steal one here that would be fantastic i wouldn't put money on the packers or the badgers winning this though no you might be able to get the you might be able to get the the, um, the cover the cover but yeah, like losing told, by 17 like, is like, not like i told of friend reach. of the show like i told friend of the show pete i'm like yeah you don't lose to washington state week two and then, then week go four. beat Ohio State week four in the horseshoe. The only like, thing is you're not looking past Ohio State. They were definitely looking past Washington State and the way that they played the second half. Right. They were acting like the game was over and they were just trying to get out of there because they stopped doing all the big things that worked and they started just trying to run and run out the clock. Right. That's what failed. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I might take a fly. I might take a flyer on the cover. 
you know, but losing by losing by 17 is not out of the picture or 14. Like that's not crazy. Um, I don't know if it's the most likely scenario, but it's 18 is a pretty decent number, I think, because I think the Badgers with that defense have a chance to do it. But I mean, yeah, they're not winning this game. If I mean, I will be there. I will be there loudly rooting for them in my basement. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, no, I, I want the bad. I just just from the chaos factor oh, like, yeah. you know, alone. Like, I just yeah. want to set my expectations here. Um, and just also like, just like just like Appalachian State taking out A and M. You know, like yeah. I, I'm here. I'm I'm here to, to watch the world burn. You know, yeah. that's that's what I want. <laughs> I want Alabama to lose. I want all these top teams to lose. I want. Everything to be mad chaos. I don't oh, want yeah. it to be um, uh, business as usual in any right. way, shape, or form. No, no, no. So, like, no, I'm 100%, especially since it's our our team, you know, it's the Badgers. I want them to win, but do I Do I think they're even going to co- cover the 17 or 18? I, I, I don't. I'm not sure, John. I, I can't feel comfortable with that at all. Like, yeah. No, I wouldn't put money on it. Like, I wouldn't bet I, that game with your money. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, if there's one part that might be able to hold something, and maybe Jimmy Leonard's defense will be able to hold them to, I, I just don't have any faith in the offense to score more than 10. So yeah. I can see that. That that would be my bigger concern here is I think the defense can kind of hold it. I don't think – I mean, they're not as good as the team's defense was last year. Uh, you, you lost two starting NFL linebackers, basically, kind of feel. And, um, yeah, they're good, but they're not they're not that team that they had last year. And so they got a chance to kind of hang in it, but I don't think there's much more than that. But also I got to set my son's expectations more than my own because – that will affect a lot of how everyone else in my house will be able to enjoy <laughs> any other part of Saturday is how right. much um, he's going to vent his anger about that game. Cause I need to set his expectations. Yeah. They're like, Hey Josh, hopefully we have a good game. If not, we can still have a good day. Let's not do I mean, this. Maybe, maybe back like when, you know, he was, when we were his age, like you could be a little bit higher on it, but like, my God, you're going to have to. Yeah. This is, yeah. We used Ohio to beat him State. when I was Ohio in Ohio State's a, a borderline NFL team at this point. So yeah, without quarterbacks because the, their quarterbacks. Well, don't well go look to the what NFL happens to their quarterbacks when they make it to the NFL. Yeah, and, none of them have been horribly successful for a while now. Not, I can't. I'm not sure the last one that was. But yeah, they get a lot of them drafted. But yeah, it's just their system is not really let's built. Do for a, that. Let's do a, let's do a quick thirty second think on that one. <laughs> the Ohio State quarterbacks. Yeah, Braxton Miller was a wide receiver for like three or four years. Um, uh, JT Barrett, I don't know that he actually even got drafted. Uh, Did Tyra Taylor come out of Ohio State, right? Uh, no, Tyra Taylor's from uh, Vatek. Vatek, that's right. Sorry, um, that. There was uh, Troy Smith, who was a backup for Baltimore for a while. Sorry, that, that uh, was my bad. I was thinking Troy Smith instead of Tyra Taylor. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, who was who was um, good there was the guy who got picked by um, Buffalo, uh, who led them to the <laughs> the, uh, the their last championship, and then decided not to come back. And he was totally not uh, NFL ready at all. Now I'm not even remembering his name because he had he had a cup of coffee in the NFL. It was 
I'm uh, just trying to look at best Ohio State quarterbacks of all time. Let's see what they have here. Um, <laughs> number one, Justin Fields, Troy Smith, JT Barrett didn't do anything. Braxton Miller, no. Dwayne Haskins. I mean, no, I mean, he didn't do anything. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, really? Is that, is that uh, Terrell Pryor? That's was I, I an forget. okay oh, Terrell quarterback. Pryor, that's the one I was thinking about. Sorry, Terrell Pryor. Yeah. He. That's probably the last one where he actually did much of anything. In <laughs> but the he NFL. got caught up in that all that uh, um, collusion and um, selling jerseys and all that other stuff, right? Yeah, I think he did. But yeah, it's just derailed, that derailed his career. Cardale Jones is the guy I'm thinking of. Went to Buffalo. He was also bad. Uh, <laughs> Mike Tomzak. How about that? Is he the last? Bobby Hoying. <laughs> <laughs> this list is including Joe Burrow, which is oh, hilarious because he transferred out. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, there's just about nothing uh, for a long time. Tom Tupa. There it is. Tom Tupa. Yes. What did he, he do? Uh, well, I think he punted mostly. Oh, that's right. He was a punter. That's uh, right. He was a quarterback, too. Um, yeah, no, not much of anything here. Maybe the best one is Mike Tomzak. Uh, yeah, these are these are not good. Some of them are Heisman Trophy winners, but it doesn't work in the NFL. But the thing is, it is going to work against Wisconsin. So let's just right. all get used to that idea. It, is work, it works. It works in college. Just CJ Stroud just is sure, just make sure that really the Bears good. draft them afterwards, and then it'll then you'll feel better when yeah. they're playing the Packers. CJ Stroud is really good at college football. Um, he's he's definitely a Heisman Trophy uh, candidate. He's definitely coming <laughs> out after this year, and it's going to be. You know, we'll see, but he's going to be enough to beat the Packers badly here, or the Badgers, not the Packers. They couldn't beat the Packers, but they can beat the Badgers pretty badly. There, uh, there's, yeah. there's no good uh, lines on uh, this Badger game or either. Just so you know, yeah. I'm looking it up right now. Like, even if, even if you take the point spread, you're going to make nothing. There's nothing there. It's, it's okay. neg- negative. It's negative one ten for Ohio State to, to. Uh, Cover the spread and negative one ten for Wisconsin to beat the spread. So there you go. Yes, I mean it's All six right. plus six fifty for them to win. But I mean even the over under is they're both negative. So there's no use betting the Badger <laughs> game unless you want to throw down a hundred bucks to win win uh, six hundred and fifty in case they win, which they're not going to. So yeah. all right, so we'll move into baseball. We're just watching the end of the brewer season here they, they still <laughs> they still do have a shot i mean we have to say that the brewers are not mathematically eliminated at all at this point uh they'll try to see who actually is anymore well it's like a rock falling into mariana's trench you know what rock falls through water at a certain rate per second you know and then uh you put in currents and, you know, at a certain point there's a salinity that, you know, it, it doesn't fall as fast. It, <laughs> sooner or later, it's going to get to the bottom. It might take a while, but it's going to get there. And just when you think, you know, it's not, it's still going to get there. All right. Well, they're in the top half of the National League. Um, so well, that's plus. they're not in the bottom. Uh, they, they've won but they're, but they're, seven of their last 11 games now, including winning a series against the Yankees, splitting with the Cardinals, and then they've won – uh, two of their last three series. The other one was a split, a two-game split. So, well, actually, uh, three of their last four because they swept the Giants. Sorry, that I, it's just weird because it's that single day doubleheader and then get out of town type of thing. Right. Like they they went to San Francisco for one day, 
played two games, picked up, and then went to Cincinnati. Flew to Cincinnati and played another game the next day. And then right. they lost that one and then won the next two. Right. So, yeah. And then they split. They're with in the top card. half of the National League, but they're definitely at the bottom half of the NL wild card. So. Yeah, they're they're two and a half out. They're the top team not in the playoffs at this point. They're the best team right. to not be in the playoffs in the National League. So, yeah. Well, it's but, like you talked about during the pregame. At least they're chasing the Philadelphia Philly, Phillies, which is yeah. a town that is filled with teams that like to break down. Yeah, uh, both the Phillies and the Padres right above them, uh, those are two teams that like to just fall off at the end of the years. I mean, the Brewers have been known to do that themselves, though, but we'll have to see. It's, there's time left, and the Brewers, unfortunately, are hitting, like we said, this this whole stretch with Yankees-Mets is a rough string to hit here. Um, so that's going to be something they, they are going to have to do. They, they, they lost today, 7-2. to Mm-hmm. Two more games against the Mets here, and then they're going to be in Cincinnati for four, and they will end the year with a two-game series with the Cardinals, three games against the Marlins. I'm sorry, four games against the Marlins, three games against the Diamondbacks. Right. They're winnable. Um, if they get in, they'd be fantastic. If not, I'm kind of in that point where I was like, I don't know that they will because they've been a bit inconsistent. They've been hitting actually very well the last couple of games. The biggest problem is just the the number of guys left on base has been remarkable. When they lost For to the, the last Ca- seven years, yeah. When they lost to the Cardinals last Wednesday, did they did they load the bases three different times and score no runs? I, I'm sure three they did different John, innings. They do that all the time. They and did it's it been again that way for seven years. Yeah, they did it again yesterday. So it's like, imagine that. Yeah, and uh, it's not just runners in scoring position. They literally loaded the bases three times against Ducks the Cardinals. They got pond. rough. Yes. And uh, they just got to get that last hit. All of them got loaded. Each one of those, though, got loaded while there were two outs. So it's not like they, they had two shots at or anything like that. They they were already two outs. Then they loaded the bases. Then things worked. But, yeah, just got to finish a couple things here and there, and they'll do that. It's still a fairly young team in terms of the hitters on this team. Uh, Garrett Mitchell's looked great i've been very excited with him getting the walk off for him uh was on the friday night game which was amazing to watch uh <laughs> like that ball came just screaming right back at the pitcher uh in the bottom of the ninth after after they kind of blew that game because they should have won it in you know eight and one half inning but uh they they gave up that six run to donaldson and then came right back and uh got the bases loaded and then garrett mitchell drove in the run so that was great. That was a lot of fun to watch. Beating the Yankees the next night, four to one, and have to mention this. Uh, now Willie Adamas has the most home runs in a single season by a Brewers shortstop. Anytime you are passing a Robin Yount mark, that's something. That I mean, that 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 has to be mentioned, and that's a that's a big big mark there. So having a th- they also had this uh, throughout the weekend mentioned this several times. There are only three teams in baseball that have two 30 home run hitters. Did you see that that uh, over the weekend, Aaron? Do you remember the other two? Sorry, one more time. Run that by me. Only three teams in baseball, including the Brewers, have two 30 home run hitters. So Tellez and Adamas, both 30 home runs. Only two other teams have two 30 home run hitters. Do you know who the other two are? Yankees. Yankees, yes. That's the <laughs> first obvious that's one. The, that's the obvious one. Yeah. And then the non-obvious one would 
be the... Think of a team that has maybe two fantastic players, but no one else who can do anything. <laughs> uh, well, the, the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, all right, because I was going to say that. I was going to say, well, it's got to be the Angels. And I was like, no, hold on, wait, let me think. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My God, they have two of the best players on planet Earth, and they suck. <laughs> they so can't. Bad. They like, can't win. So God, they're like just when you want to be frustrated as a Brewers player, just instead of biting the rag and dealing with it, just go watch the Angels, and you're like, oh my God, how does this team ever lose? It doesn't how make do any lose? sense. They the- have two generational talents on their team, and they can't figure it out. I don't know how this works. So. Yeah, it's. That one's one of the weirder ones in mm. all of sports. It's just hard to I, figure out. And they're not it's not it's not like they're kind of in it. They're bad. They're really really bad. No, yeah, it it's so it it makes no sense whatsoever. You watch that and you're just like it just you have I mean and they're at premier positions too. You've got you know the best center fielder in baseball over the last decade or so. Mm. And it's like, wow, he's he's an incredible arm, he's incredible uh, skills and in, in everything. He's five tools. Just the best player in baseball. Then you say, "Right, we also have a a pitcher who could be MVP and also Cy Young and also hits thirty home runs." You're just like, "Right, what? <laughs> what is this? It's, well, it's, and, it's ridiculous." And here we and here we go to. And this is part of the problem with baseball too. It's like here's two generational talents, but you can't even put them on primetime baseball because their team stinks so bad. It's just like what's his name talking about it on uh, Good Morning Football this morning. Uh, stop putting the Packers and Bears on primetime TV because it's not good. Like it's like it's just a giant an, number. It's like the biannual butt kicking of the Bears by the Green Bay Packers. It's not a he's it's not a rivalry anymore. And it was like Dip. and he said you could look like, at the numbers and know that that's not true though because it's going to be one of the higher rated games of the year. It's because... going to be higher rated, but but like he said, it's like it's it's not like it's like everyone says you know oh. Ditka Butkus or not or, um, uh, Nitschke Butkus and this that and all the history is like it hasn't been relevant in 40 years like just put it at the, the one o'clock game and just let them beat them there you know I mean I know it's right I mean it's 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 but it's like that it's like that with the angels it's like yeah, yeah. we're gonna put these guys on here so you can watch them and but their team's still gonna lose you know so it's well in the same way this next week they're gonna be trying to bring you all the Yankees Red Sox stuff this week. Right. And the Red Sox are terrible. They haven't Absolutely been good in three terrible. years. Yeah. But you know, the rivalries at are le- bigger than the records. <laughs> at least at least their rivalry predates nineteen ninety two. So or post dates nineteen ninety two, excuse me. You know, post-dates. at least at least Yankees Red Sox has been relevant in the last three decades. Yeah. You know. Well the Bears Packers Bears played in in, in 2010, the Packers Bears played each other in the NFC Championship. NFC game. Championship game, yes, so, yeah, that is one time, one time, <laughs> one outlier, one outlier. Eh. That, and the Bears had no business being there at all. So, well, it worked out fine. Well, the Packers oh, yeah. didn't either, except for the fact no. that the, the Eagles dis- or uh, the Giants decided to kick to uh, the Deshaun Eagles. Jackson. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, so yeah, you know, you always got to put that one out there too. Like I, can't, I always say that all the time. Like they had no business being there. Well, the Packers had no, no business being in that Super Bowl, anyways. But anyhow, sure. um, <clears throat> right. Starks. Yep, fantastic times. All right, everybody, we're gonna wrap up the the last couple things that we have for the show. We're gonna put it in a segment that we lovingly call. Our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. 
We're going to start with something that's uh, near and dear to us. Uh, Badgers what? volleyball uh, had, oh, yeah. had first off, they did have one rough one, but in doing so, they played the number sixteen ranked uh, Florida Gators. Uh, it, it started to look like this was going to get away fast because they went down 25-21, the 25-18. Through those first two sets, the biggest problem, like the Badgers just could not get blocks, and they were not driving. Like, if there's anything you could say, Dana Recchi was great at just getting in there and he needed something, she was going to drive the ball through the hands. She was going to drive the ball um, just just two spots open and just make plays happen. Badgers had a hard time driving the ball well uh, without getting blocked. They also tried playing kind of cute. You know, the little touch pass over the block happened a mm-hmm. lot. Um, so it was it was it was a bit weird, you know, and so I, I, I don't know what's going on, but we did not see a lot of um of uh oh Devin. Uh she wasn't out there a lot. Julia Orzal was playing all right, but did not have the kind of the dominant performance we're used to seeing from her. Danielle Hart led the team in kills with ten. Uh, Sarah Franklin also had 10 on that. And it was just, I don't know, did not see a, a, as much of the, the driving that, that I'm used to seeing from this team and just that, that kind of power that they're able to show. Uh, Devin Robinson, I don't, I don't remember seeing her doing anything in that game. I don't know if she was out. Uh, she came back in the next game, though, uh, against Rhode Island and played all right. But it, the the Gators game, uh, it, they lost the first two, but then the Badgers came right back and win the next two, 28-26 and then 25-13. And you feel really good about that at that point. Get a 25-13 game uh, to to get to that fifth set, which is only, again, to 15, and then losing 15-13. So rough home loss uh, for the then number four ranked Badgers. Uh, the one thing, too, to bring out is the attendance was 16,000. 833, which is a new NCAA record. They played this one, like we said last week, at the Cole Center. New record for women's volleyball attendance. It breaks the record set earlier this year by Nebraska and Creighton. So, yeah, fantastic game. Uh, Unfortunately, the Badgers come out with a loss. They come back with a vengeance and sweep Rhode Island, and uh, badly, too. So Rhode, I, I know I, I know where they're I know where they usually play. It's up on the north end of campus. What is that? Arena the field house. They, the field house right next to. Oh, Camp do they Randall. just? Play, oh, they just play at the field house now. Oh yeah, no, they play at the field house. I yeah. thought that they played up by like the natatorium. Isn't there? A, I don't know. I don't know. No, they play in the field house, and uh, yeah, they oh. beat Rhode Island. Rhode Island scores 16, 10, 16. That's a that's a whooping. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like we said, this one. Uh, again, Sarah Franklin comes through with nine kills. Uh, Julia Orzao has nine as well. Uh, I was six... way off. Why did I think they played at a completely separate spot in on campus? I don't know. Because I'm not from UW. <laughs> yes. That would be part of it. I, I didn't realize that they played. I thought they played at a, a, a different stadium altogether. Because, I mean, there's, there's enough of them laying around there. So, yeah, there's spots yeah. to go. But, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, Big Ten okay. season will start now, so the women will be going. They will have a home match against Northwestern, and then they will have a road game in Minneapolis uh, against number six Minnesota coming up on Sunday. So Friday, Northwestern home. Sunday at Minnesota. That should be a great one. Big Ten season's the hardest part of any schedule because then they're going to play right. number eleven Penn State, number mm-hmm. twenty five Illinois, then Indiana, right. then number ten Purdue. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's a rough match. Uh, Wisconsin. Where's 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 the where's Nebraska ball this year for number volleyball? two right now? And number two, o- number game, two overall. Yeah, overall, yeah, obviously, and obviously, yeah, duh. That one, that game, October twenty sixth, Nebraska coming to Wisconsin is already sold out. Number six, Minnesota coming to the field house the, the following uh, Saturday, already sold out. Speak, speaking of that, you yeah. could probably you could have ne- uh, let's not do Nebraska ball. Ne- ne- yeah, ne- whatever. Nebraska ball. That doesn't. I don't work. know. There's nothing. Anyways, there. Nebraska volleyball. Um, yeah, if they would have put that in the Kohl Center, they could have sold it out in the Kohl Center too. Yeah, yeah, they could have. How much does the Kohl Center hold? Do you think? Uh, I think it's seven. So sixteen, seventeen thousand. It's so. It's, so they were at max capacity last oh, week against it was, the Gators. Then okay, it was right. glorious. If you go back and watch some of the stuff, I I shared some things there. It was, it was pretty fantastic. It looked great. So um, and the way and the, you know what the way Wisconsin sports are, yeah. If if you were to put a court out on midfield of Camp Randall, they'd fill it. Yeah, probably. You know they would, just for the not not for every single time, but if it was a one time deal, especially in Nebraska, if you could get like an early September, yeah, tilt, like yeah, again, the wind would like, be hard. Time, it would be hard dealing with wind outside, but yeah, they'd fill it eh, a little bit. But yeah, they'd fill yeah. it. Yeah, you know they would. Yeah, yeah, this would just crush every volleyball record, like <laughs> just like the Timberwolves, their first season crushed every single NBA record for attendance because they played in the Metrodome. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They crushed every single attendance record, and so yeah, I, it'd be fun if they were to. I mean, especially, I, I don't know, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, to watch a volleyball, watch a volleyball game at uh, Camp Randall. Yeah, that'd be a good time. <laughs> fire up, fire up the student section. Cheer on the team that gets you national championships. <laughs> All right. So we, we do like covering cross country. There were no meets this last week, so we don't have anything for you there. In terms of uh, D3 college football, uh, UW lacrosse remains undefeated. Uh, they beat it, It's actually kind of fun. Like they actually got a win against a D2. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it uh, Wayne State? Which is one you've heard of. Yeah, like you've yeah. heard of Wayne State. Yeah, Western uh, Western Nebraska. No, UMD no. used to when I used to cover UMD football. Wayne up State's in, in Detroit. Wait. Yeah, Detroit, Michigan. Where uh, did Don where did Don Beebe go to school? I don't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to look oh, that up. God. But they beat Wayne State 28-21. Uh so that's fantastic for them. And this sets up because uh Whitewater beats Barry. Not Joe Barry, the Barry Vikings. Uh, and they beat them up seventeen to three. So next week is going to be uh, Whitewater and Lacrosse in Lacrosse. That is number ten versus number four in the country right now. So that should set up very nicely next week as we start getting into uh, more of the conference play. Uh, River Falls, UW River Falls, will be playing UW Stevens Point. That one won't be as fun if you're you know a Point fan because. Um, UW Stevens Point is not good this year. UW Stevens Point did win. They beat Simpson. And endearing to me is Bryson Cashin, who is from Stevens Point Pacelli High School, staying home, got 167 yards rushing and like three touchdowns. So that's pretty impressive to me. He is a true freshman playing for the Pointers. Uh, Lit it up pretty well there. And so I'm just looking at 
uh, the polls this week because River Falls is actually now up to 16 in the country, and they'll be playing uh, UWSP. Uh, and then number 15, uh, UW Oshkosh, is going to be playing this next week against Platteville. So that should be interesting there, too. Uh, right now, Whitewater, River Falls, and Oshkosh all 2-1, and one, Lacrosse 3-0. and oh, But something's got to change this week. If, if Whitewater loses in Lacrosse this week, that might be the first time they've lost two games. The first time they've been 2-2 two and two in just two decades, probably. Uh, with how Probably. strong this team has been, for them having two losses in a season like this would be quite a remarkable thing. But we'll have to see. That's going to be a great game. So it's going to be 1 o'clock October 1st uh, at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Lacrosse. So that'll be an interesting to watch. Uh, Eau Claire is going to be playing Albion uh, in Eau Claire. And then uh, Stout will be playing Menominee. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They'll be playing in Menominee, which is where Stout is. Uh, is that... They're playing Crown, which is a university in Minnesota, apparently. So there we go. Uh, but that's all we've got for Can, our can small I make schools. a correction, so, yeah, John? Go ahead. I, I, go I, ahead. Have to, I have to cover my butt. Okay. Yeah, go so, ahead. So, so I got I got confused. You said Wayne State. And so back in the day when I was still working in radio, uh, AM560, WEBC, and Superior, which is a fan affiliate now. It was back then. It wasn't for a while in between now, but now it's okay. back to being the fan. Um, we used to cover University of Minnesota Duluth uh, Bulldogs football, and I was the engineer, on-site engineer for home games. And uh, um, when we do away games, um, Brian Dennis, who is a play-by-play guy because of budget constraints, you know, like it's D2 football, <laughs> um, the, the, he, he would take care of the on-site stuff, and I'd be the in in-house um engineer i'd be the one turning the dials back at the station and whatnot so um but uh <laughs> i lost track because um i was supposed to go with to wayne state one time and i didn't okay and instead and instead i got i i i, I lost i got my wires crossed because dennis and truzo wanted to uh we were going out to shadron state and you can't fly out to Shadron State because it's Western Nebraska. Like you would have to, the station said no. You'd have to fly into Denver and then the rental car and everything else like that. It'd be way too much, way too much over the budget. So you're just going to drive to Nebraska. It's Shadron State. It's not that far. Shadron State's like in the northeast corner or northwest corner of Nebraska, and we had to. I drove most of it as the on-site engineer slash slash guy who drives the the car the whole way out. And so, and I just remember I got out there. It's a cute little campus out there in the the Northwest corner. So where they actually have Hills in Nebraska. And that's where Don Beebe went to college. That's it. So yeah, I got, I got my wires crossed on Wayne state and Shadron (laughs) state. Sorry. Like, because I've, I've tried to block Shadron state out of my head because that was 24 hours of driving in three days. Okay. For me. So sounds good. Yeah. Wayne State, Anyhow. they have a they they're frequently somewhere in the uh NCAA March Madness, not always tournament, in the yeah. actual tournament, but they're at least around in their conference finals most of the time. So yeah, that's fine. And Shadron State has only been ever known for having Don Beebe. There we go. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't know how I got them mixed up. 
Shame oh, on me. The one other thing I wanted to point out there is uh, UW Stevens Point women's hockey team was very involved this last week. Uh, they were out at the uh, Walk to Ends Alzheimer's. They were helping to run the event. So we wanted to give a shout out to them. Hockey season hasn't started yet, but good on them being uh, very much out there and involved in the community and, and helping with something important. So wanted to make sure I put that out there as well. But other than that, thank you for joining us for another wonderful week, everybody. Um, you know, keep your chin up this week. It could be a rough one, but uh, just in terms of our sports program, it's coming ahead. But we'll be here next week. Remember, you can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron at Chatter Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.